Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Open your Bibles to Psalm 27. How many know that the Lord's good? Didn't we talk about the Lord being good last week? That's because He's good all the time. And when you're talking about God, you're going to be talking about He's good. Amen? You know, um, so often, you know, I don't know, in the past couple of months, there had been some things come up in my life that, that you know, things that kind of came on me suddenly that uh, I, I didn't expect, which, which puts me in the wrong position. I didn't say, God, why? I said, teach me. I said, show me where I was. Show me where I'm at. Show me what's going on. It's not time to question God. It's time to have God show you. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And in and, and, and looking at that, you know, so many of the times, and I said this last week, when, when we are doing okay, we don't put the pressure on the Word or, or the emphasis or the pricelessness on the Word of God that we should. Um, the Word of God should never be read like a book. It's not a book. It's the Word of God. Right? Books and movies, they have stuff added to them for dramatic effect. Nothing is added to the Bible. Everything in there happened. It happened just the way it says it happened. It's still happening because it's alive. This Word is alive. And, and, and as, as we read it, we don't want to get complacent to where we say, even like our chapter, you know, you, can, you could wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to read my chapter because I've got to get out of here. <laughs> you might as well skip your chapter, right? Because now you're reading it like a book. You're just reading words on a page. This is not words on a page. This is life-giving power. This is healing and life that you're putting into your, into your mouth, into your heart, into your body. It will change us. The Word of God will change us, and it will keep us. And when we forget these things, or when we when we become complacent in any place, then 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 we got we we get weak in our confidence. Your your confidence will get weak. Why? Because you're not exercising. You know, I would like to still lift the amount of weight I used to lift when I was 20, 30. I can't. You know why? Because I don't exercise. I don't put any value on that hardly at all. You know, I, I did work out once this week, so probably looking pretty buff right now. So. That's what happens. Doesn't take much, just a, a little bit, right? But but when we add the word, when, when we make it first place in our life, and we begin to treat it like it is for what it is, then 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 it begins to get in us, and, and it it takes us to different places, and it puts us in places. It's not the size of the problem that that you see. It's the size of the God in you that makes you see it. In other words, the less confidence you have, the bigger that problem is. Right? The more confidence you have in Christ, in God, the smaller those problems and issues become. The circumstances, the ease to overcome them become so much simpler because we have so much word in us. We, we, have, we have exercised ourselves in the goodness of God. We've put our confidence and our faith in everything that He is and everything that He's given to us. But, but we, have to, we have to keep that in the forefront. That's why God said, put me first. 
Seek me first. Put me first. Put nothing before me. What, what's he saying? I'm helping you here. All right? He doesn't need to be first for him. He needs to be first for us. And he's saying, don't put me anywhere where I can't be of the most value in your life. Don't put my word on the back burner. Put it on the forefront. It's the meal. Right? It's, it's not the appetizer. It's, it's the whole meal. You want the word going in you. Hope you want it in, and you want it in you. You don't want to just put it in your eyes like words on a page. You want to put it, you want it to soak through your eyes and go, yeah, I was reading Psalm 145 today just to read it. And I mean, I, when I was done, I was excited. Why? Because I was remembering that it's the word of God. Right? It's my Father that's good to all. That gives breath and life to every living creature. It's my Father that's good. And when, when, we, when we approach it this way, the, it, I'm not saying problems are going to be out there. If you're trying to escape problems, there's only one way. Right? And you won't finish your course doing it. Right? Problems are there. But how big they are depend on how big the God is in you. You, you could walk up to one of the largest problems in the world that everybody else said, I can't believe you went through that. And you, it, it looked like you went, it looked like an anthill. You went like that and stepped over it. Why? Because you were so confident in the goodness of God that you, you, it didn't even look, it, it made it small. It magnified God and it, and it demagnified the problem. Is that a word? Demagnified? There you go. When you're a professor, you just come, it just comes right out. It just comes right out just like that. Amen? And so, you know, when when you read the Bible, it's the Word of God. When you when you when you look at an account, you know, I've tried to quit calling them stories because they're not stories. This this is accounts of of what God has done through the generations: David, Abraham, Samuel, Daniel. These are accounts. And nothing was added to them. There's nothing in there. And these people all believed one thing in the goodness of God. They were confident that their God was good and that He would always come through for them. And and think how big God had to be to the three Hebrew children. Huh? He was big. Because their faith was strong. Their faith was based in confidence in what God had, God had sold them and who their God was. Amen? And in that confidence, they could not be shaken. And see, when our, when our confidence is low and something hits us, then we wobble. We, we, we stagger. And see, Abraham didn't stagger. He staggered not. He staggered not. Why? Because dead body, dead body, you know, both of them. Didn't matter why. It was a small problem. Why? Because his confidence was in God. He was fully persuaded. He was confident that what God said, he was able to do. And not only, and not only was he able, he would. Amen? And, and because of that, because of that confidence, when we don't lose that confidence, when things come at you, you're ready. And you don't get shaken. You know, you, you talk to people, and you guys have probably all talked to people, and maybe even been these people at times. I think we've all been these people at times. But we're, 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 our faith is, you know, we've been working and we've been believing and, and to, to the best of what we know. 
and something comes, a circumstance or a situation, and, and we're sad all of a sudden because we didn't hear that what the doctor said was what we thought we should have heard because we had read the Bible and we'd quoted our faith verses. And, and, and you know, God meets our faith where our faith is, right? And I know Brother Moore said that not where you want it to be or not where you think it is, where it is. That's where he meets our faith. And, and people say, well, my faith was bigger than that. No, God met your faith right where it was. Take it up right there. Because he'll use it right there. He'll tell you the next thing to do. He'll tell you the next place to go. But you, you don't, don't, don't act like your faith is here because God knew where your faith was. That's where he met you. Amen? His goodness always happens. It always happens. It's where we are to how much of it we see, how much of it we receive, and how much of it we acknowledge to Him. Amen? His goodness is happening everywhere. All the time. He doesn't do anything but good. Contrary to religion and the world, He doesn't do anything but good. Nothing. He's only good. Amen? Where did I say to go? Psalm 27? Whew, we got way out there already. Psalm 27, verse 13. Some, this is some of my favorite verses. It says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That is what we never, we never want to quit believing every day to see the goodness of God. Yes. Amen? And, and, and it's not that it won't be there. You have to believe to see it. The goodness is there. It, it's, it's not going away. It hasn't, it hasn't got weaker. It hasn't, in fact, is it's gotten more. Amen? It, it's not that it hasn't, that he didn't say it wasn't going to be there. He said, I'd have fainted had I quit believing to see it. Because what seeing the goodness of God is where your confidence comes from. You see it and you, you look and you say, oh, he's so good. And you drive down the road and you, and you see something on the side. Oh, and that's my father that took care of them. And, that's, and, and you look for the goodness. He'll show you, but you have to see it. Which means we have to be looking for it. We have to be looking for it. So, so look, at this, look at this in a different way. It says... It says it says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. What he's saying, he's saying, goodness is happening all over here. I'm believing to see it. He's not just believing to see it for him. He's believing to see the goodness of God. If you, you, if you look anywhere, you'll see the goodness of God. And the more you see, the more confidence you have that the goodness of God is taking care of you. It, it's, it's, it, you see what I'm saying? And in the next, very next verse, he says, wait on the Lord. You know what wait means? Wait means to expect. Expect of the Lord. Expect what? Expect the goodness. Expect the goodness. What's going to strengthen your heart? Expecting the goodness and seeing it. The Lord's going to strengthen your heart. Why? Not so you can see it. By seeing it. Waiting is an expectation. If you're truly expecting something... I'll give you an example. I got, I got some furniture in my office this week. We ordered it back in the summer. We, we actually saw it and ordered it in the summertime. They said, oh, six, six weeks or something like that. 
I don't put pressure on anybody because I don't like people putting pressure on me. So if it didn't come in six weeks, I'm okay. If it didn't come in six months, I'm okay. Why? Because I'm okay. Right? (laughs) But that wasn't the point. We paid for it. They told us it would come. I expected it. I got it this week. It's it's winter time. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Summertime when we paid for it. But I never never sit around and say, I wonder where that furniture is. Man, where is that furniture? I don't think that furniture's coming. Right? See, when you when you when you know something is coming, when you believe in the goodness of God, you know it's coming. You will not faint because you know it's coming. And the fact that you won't quit is what strengthens your heart. You keep going. Right? It's like when 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 a when a young person, male or female, when they quit doing sports, they don't have as much reason to work out. Therefore, they don't as often, right? Right? When you quit looking for the goodness of God, you won't have as much reason to look for it. You won't have as much. You, you, we want to stay trained. We want to stay trained looking for the goodness of God, expecting it in our lives and looking to see it everywhere. It's everywhere. He's good. And it's everywhere. When you're believing God for healing in your body, you need to wait on the Lord. And that doesn't mean you're waiting for Him to heal you. You're expecting what He gave you. It's no different than that furniture. It's actually, yeah, I take that back. It's way different because it's more certain than that furniture. Why? It's already done. It's our expectation and, and our fainting that keeps it from us. Amen? We have to have a pl- we, we cannot have a place where we lose confidence in our seeing the goodness of God. It's, look at that in the NIV. In the NIV, in that same verse, verse 13. It says, I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of God, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He's confident. Confidence in the Lord. What's he? Con- he's not confident in himself. He's, he's confident that he'll see the goodness. Why? Because the Lord's good. So what's he confident? He's confident in he's going to see it. And in that confidence, he'll wait. Why? Because he's confident it's coming. If, he's, if you're confident, your expectation will be met. Amen? Because if you're confident, you won't quit. If you're confident, you'll be strong no matter if the circumstances change. Right? Like, you've prayed, you go to the doctor. And the doctor says, ooh, looks like it got worse. If you're confident and waiting, it won't move you. Why? Because I'm expecting something different. And you say, Doctor, I, I'm, I know what you're saying. You're not mad at the doctor. He's doing a good job. He's doing a really good job. You're thankful for him. But your trust is in the Lord. Amen? Your trust, your hope, your confidence, your expectation is in the Lord. That's where you're receiving from. And our receiving doesn't, doesn't require a circumstance. It doesn't require anything to change for us to, because it's already a done deal. It's already paid for. Your healing, your prosperity, your deliverance, your joy, your peace, 
Everything that God is and has is already paid for and on its way to you. The only thing that keeps it from getting to you or me is us quitting. Amen? Remember in uh, Luke 18. Luke 18, we talked about this when we were talking about prayer. Jesus said, Jesus said this parable. I'll just put up Luke 18.1. He said this parable. He told the disciples this parable to show them that they all should always pray. Go back to the King James. Although not give up is a good way to go. He spoke a parable that the men ought to always pray and not to faint. Okay? And then he tells the story of an unjust judge who a lady goes to because she knows he has the power to do what she asks. She continually goes to him to be, be avenged. Amen? And so after all that, then he said, would God not much more do this for those for those that are his, I'm paraphrasing, this is a Dave paraphrase. But at the end of it, he says, but when Jesus comes, will he, will the, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? So in other words, did you faint in the asking? Or when he got here, was your faith there? If you faint in the asking, then you won't receive when he gets here. If your faith remains strong, your confidence remains high, then when, when the Son of Man comes, he'll find faith on the earth and he'll find a place he can answer. Amen? And, and, and see, that's why, that's why the devil doesn't want us to have confidence. So it's why he wants us mad at God. We, we, got, we got Christians all over the place that, that prayed a prayer and it didn't come the way they said, thought it should. You should be looking for the goodness of God, not the goodness of you. Right? It's not your vision you're looking for, it's his. Seeing yourself healed is looking at you through His eyes. Looking at you through God's eyes. He sees us all healed every day. Why? Because He already paid the price for it. So if you want to see yourself healed, look at yourself through the eyes of love. The love of God shed abroad in your heart. And to be healed, you need to see yourself healed. You need to be able to envision you whole. Right? The lady that with the issue of blood, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be whole. She saw herself doing every bit of that and being whole. She saw it. And as she saw it, she became it. Amen? And, and so, so we, we've got to remain confident to where we do not faint. Fainting cannot be our option. Fainting happens when we give up on God. Amen? You, you quit expecting what He already promised. When we quit expecting what we know is His will, then, then we don't receive from God. And so many people are mad at that point. And, and you know I, know, I know everybody's been in the position to be somebody they thought it was okay to be mad and to, to, to minister to somebody that was mad. And it's really hard to minister to somebody that's mad at God because they're mad at their answer. And they're, and they're mad at pure love that's never done anything except love people, help people. And, and he only does things for people's success because he's good to all. Amen? And let's look at that. Just look at uh, Psalm 145, just the first verse right there. Psalm 145, I think it's the first verse. No, 
Try verse 9. Maybe that'll be better. My writing's pretty bad. Yeah. The Lord is good to who? All. And His tender mercies are over all His works. God is good to all. And people say, well, why is bad things happening to people? all Because you have to receive good. It, 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 it could be right in front of you, but if you can't see it, you can't have it. You have to see it. And that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying in Psalm 27. It, to see the goodness of God, you've got to believe you're going to see it. it it's got to be your vision that you're going to see God's goodness at all times because He's good to all. And people say, well, you know, good thing, you know there's bad people. Is it good to them? Yeah, He's still good. Did you know that rain, it could rain on a, a, a field of wheat and a field of thorns. And that rain is going to have the same effect on both. Right? One's good, one's bad. But good rain came down on both. God's good all the time. He doesn't do bad things. His goodness may not work out for someone who doesn't trust Him. Why? Because they don't trust Him. They're bypassing His good. Look at... Uh, where is our... Um, Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17.5. We're going to see the goodness of God. Right? We're going to see it. We're going to see it through our hearts, in our own lives, and everywhere we go. We're going to see the goodness of God. In other words, we're going to... We're going to you ever have been one of those people and you say, Oh, I can't believe that's happening. And they'll say, they'll say, Oh, but look at that. Isn't that good? And you're like, Didn't you see the bad? Come on, can't you complain for just a minute? I just wanted you to whine with me. Right? But we want to be those people that see past anything that's ugly. And we say, yeah, but look at God trying to help them right there. Look at Him sending those people around over there to love on them and to try and, to try and nurture them and bring them back in. Look what God's doing. We need to look what God's doing in every situation. Not what's going on on the news, not what's going on in the world, not what's going on in your family. What's God doing? Amen? He, he is creating opportunities every moment for somebody to see His goodness and, and, and repent and turn from where they were and go a different way. Turn to Him and repent from their life and go with Him. They can have the field of wheat instead of the field of thorns. Same rain, step over the line. Amen? He's, he's a good God. He's a good God. Where where are we at? I forgot where I said to go. Oh, Jeremiah 17. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man. Now, does this mean that God's not doing good things? No. Because what He's saying is, you'll be cursed because you don't trust in Me. And instead of looking to Me, instead of seeing Me, you'll see the arm of the flesh as your way out. As your way, as your answer, and he says, he says, the man that trusts expects, hopes in the arm of the flesh, and makes the arm, and makes the flesh his arm, and whose heart. Here, here's the key to that: when you trust in something else, your heart departs from God. Your heart departs from God, and, and see, Christians say, "Well, I wouldn't do that." You, you don't notice it. 
you've you got to keep an eye on it because there's so much out there to distract. And you don't want your heart to step back for even one minute, for even one minute, and to look differently than you were. Keep your eyes through his eyes. Keep your heart through his heart. Keep, keep, it says his word will keep you. But, but he said guard your heart with all diligence. Why? Because that's where the word is. That's where the love is. That's where God is. That, that's where your answers are. Amen? And when, when we guard our heart, and, and go back to these verses. Remember, this is what happened in Hebrews. In Hebrews 3. When, man, we're going to be in like six different places if I keep going, aren't we? But, but he, said, he said, whose heart departs from the Lord. Well, the, when, you, when we quit expecting from Him, when we quit our hoping in Him, when we quit our confidence in Him, then we begin to look other directions and our heart goes this direction and God goes that direction. And you're getting further and further from God. I remember... I chewed skull when I was a young person for a lot of years. I know you, it's hard to believe when I'm perfect now, but some things didn't go, didn't go my way. Anyway, it was about, I think I was in the eighth grade, started chewing. My mom caught me. Of course, I was trying to hide it. and God would have told her she hadn't caught me, so it wouldn't matter. <laughs> he told her everything, so it didn't matter. And, she, you know, I thought, oh, good, I'm going to hear a lecture. And she goes... She said, now, she goes, I'm not concerned about what the tobacco will do to you. I'm concerned what it will do between you and God. She goes, because it will separate you. It, it, it will separate you from God because you're going your own way. And when you're going your own way, you're not going God's way. And she said it will separate you. And, and you know what? She was right for years after that. And, and that was the beginning. You know, a lot of people don't realize what their small beginning was. It works both ways. You can get a small beginning towards good or a small beginning towards bad. But the best thing I could have said was, man, Mom, Mom prays. I better quit now. But I didn't. Why? Because I was trusting the arm of the flesh. Right? I didn't need to hear from God. I had my own way. And it separated me from God for years. You know, I never had the relationship. And it was a waste. It's wasted years. You can't. You can't. You don't get those back necessarily. You can get some of them back, and I do believe God's given me some back by His mercy. But I would have rather served Him through those years now. Amen. Teenagers, if you're doing something that's separating you from God, think about what you're doing, because it, it's it's pulling you away. You'll come back. You'll come back, but but why waste that time? Why waste those years? Why waste time being mad and angry and, and not liking what your parents told you to do? And, and You know, it's a waste of time. The world's offering you nothing compared to the goodness of God. It's offering you nothing. And you can take that from somebody that knows. Amen? And the devil still tries to get us to look at things even when we're older. So... But the more you believe in the goodness, the more confident you are in His goodness and expect from Him, those things fade away. Amen? So, back to Jeremiah said, we're all over. God's bringing it around. He's bringing it around. It's coming. It's coming together. And whose heart departs from the Lord. Verse 6. For he shall be like a heath. Again, we've talked about this. We have no idea what a heath is, but it doesn't sound good. And it's in the desert, so we know it's hot, so it sounds even less good. But the key to this whole verse is he shall not see 
when good comes. Now, this doesn't say good's not coming. Because why? Because God's good to all. And He's good all the time. Good is coming, but when you're not trusting God, and, and you know, you can say, well, I go to church every Sunday, I'm trusting God, I'm trusting God. When you're not trusting God, you'll know it because you're going to miss good. You, 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 you'll, you'll look back and say, oh, that was good and I missed it. Why would you miss it? Because you weren't looking. You couldn't see. If you're not looking, you can't see. <laughs> right? Right? Like, if I, like I can't see the people behind me. You know why? I'm not looking at them. Now, if I go like this, I'm looking right at them. So if we're seeking God, we're looking for Him and to Him at all times, and we're expecting in confidence from Him. Waiting is no problem at that point. Why? Because we see good. We see good. Look at the, look at the next verse, verse 7. Was I in 7? Yeah, blessed. Blessed is the man. Why is he blessed? Because he trusts, he puts his hope in, his confidence in God. That word hope, his confidence is in the Lord. And when your confidence is in the Lord, your eyes are wide open. Because why? You're expecting to see his goodness. But the good news is, you can't see bad. Why? Because only all you can see is what God's got for you. It's like when you're believing for God to touch your body, for God to heal you in some way. You need to quit being able to see the problem. Right? Look at, look at that next verse, and then, then I'll expound on that. That next, that next verse, after 7. It says, He shall be like a tree planted by the waters and spreads his root. He shall not see when heat comes. So, so when, 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 when the bad report comes, you don't see that. Why? Because you're rooted and grounded in the love of God, in the confidence in His goodness. You see what He said. You see 1 Peter 2.24. You see Psalm 107.20. You see the goodness of God. You see the mercy and the grace. You see what God sees. And because you see that, the problems you don't see. Right? An unseen problem is the littlest problem in the world. Why? Because you don't even see it. You ever went somewhere and they said, they said, man, did you get through that okay? And you say, what? They said, well, you just went right through I don't know what you're talking about. I was praying in the Spirit, driving to work, didn't even notice it. Why? You weren't looking for that. Right? But, but when the report comes back, when the banker comes in, or when the bill collectors call you, you don't, you're not scared. You're not a scared. Is that what you say? You're not a scared. We're not afraid. Why? Because we weren't looking to that to decide whether we believed. We were believing before that came. And we can't even see the heat. Why? Because we're planted by the river. And our roots are spread out. And we're sucking up water from a source you can't even get to. Glory to God. And, and, and it's, it's both our vision. One can't see good. The other can't see bad. One, that's all he sees is bad. And the other, the reason he can't see bad is because all he can see is the goodness of God in the land of living. Glory to God. And, and, and when we have this confidence, we, we, need to, we, need to, we need to exercise this confidence. You know, when I was in 
When I played football, high school and college, coaches would always give you a pep talk. And, man, if you had a good pep talk, you'd go out there and, man, you'd play like lights out for at least two series of downs. Right? If it's a really good one, you might make it through the half. But, but what, what they did was they weren't building up something that wasn't there. They weren't building something new. We already had ability, and we had confidence that we could play, but he was pep-talking that confidence. He's building you up. He, he's getting you to a place where you play. The highest level was already there. You just needed to be encouraged. You just needed to be pumped up. And, and when we stay in the Word of God, it keeps us encouraged. When we stay around people that are in the Word of God, it keeps us encouraged. It keeps us built up to where our confidence never wanes. Our confidence is never low. Our expectation is always there. Somebody says, oh, but, but I know six people who had that same thing and they didn't make it. And you say, yeah, but I'm not looking at them. I see the goodness of God. And I am confident, and I will wait, and He'll strengthen my heart. I'll expect of Him, and as I do, my heart will be strengthened. My heart will be strong. Why? Because that waiting, that expectation, that brings you into a place where God begins to encourage your heart, and He puts people around you to encourage you also. And the next thing you know, there's nothing that can move you because you're waiting on that. And waiting doesn't mean... uh, that's not what, you know what? I never worried one, one time about that furniture. I didn't even think about it. I can honestly say, unless somebody asked me about it, I had no thought of it. You know why? Because it was coming. God's so much better than six to eight weeks or four to five months. He, if we'll expect of Him, yeah. right? He'll meet you where your faith is. The bigger your faith. The, 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 the more expectation, the more confidence, it's coming. It's coming. Don't quit. Don't have a day of quitting. Don't have a moment of quitting. Don't let the de- we can't let the devil steal anything. Don't get distracted when you feel good. When you feel good, expect to see the goodness of God. Don't get distracted away from it. Every day, you expect something good because the devil will slip in, get you distracted over here thinking you're doing something. Well, I'm serving at the church. I can't get sick. Wrong. Serving at the church don't keep you well. (laughs) Believing to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Right? That keeps you well. That that brings you to a place to receive wellness. Right? Right? You, 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 all of a sudden you hear somebody with a sniffly nose and a fever over here and, and, and all of a sudden you start feeling something. Oh, no, I'm expecting from God. I'm waiting on Him. And, and I'll wait till I get what He's bringing, what He gives me, because that's my expectation. That's my hope. I don't have, I'm not trusting in anything else. Remember what God said in, in Matthew 6. He said, no man can have two masters. So don't get confused over here and think you can be in part of the flesh world and part of the God world. Those two, those two verses, those four verses in Jeremiah, there's a cursed and there's a blessed. And, and when we say, well, I don't really need God for this. I can handle this. No. 
No. We want God in every part of our... We want to be the tree planted by the river of water in season, in out of season, when the river's high, when the river's low, when, when it's heat, when it's cool, when it's spring, when it's winter. We don't care. We're not moving. No man can serve two masters. You know what will happen to? He'll hate one and, and love the other. Or better, the, the better version of that, it says, he'll hold to one, right? And he'll despise the other. We want to hold to God. Look at, look at Hebrews. Hebrews 3. That's kind of where we were talking about. Remember what the... I think I might even have Hebrews 3. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. He's helping us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hebrews 3.12. Take heed. You know, you know what the... Look at the Young's Literal Translation. This will be a good word for you. You like it. See... The first word in the Young's little take heed means see. What are we talking about? Seeing. This says, see, brethren, lest, shall, lest there shall be in, in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. What does an evil heart of unbelief do? The same thing that the, that the one that leans to the arm of the flesh. It departs from the living God. Right? When, when we get into unbelief, when our expectation goes away from God, and you know he's talking specifically about the children, the, the children of Israel in the wilderness, and, and how they would, oh yeah, God, 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 yay, God, yay, God. What are we going to drink? I know you got us across the Red Sea, but now we don't have any water. Right? That's not looking to see the goodness of God. That's looking for the problems. Amen. If they'd have kept their eyes on the goodness of God, they'd have never saw the problem. Why? Because they'd have been seeing the goodness of God. Right? But instead, they departed. They backed off. Right? They, 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 they departed from the living God. And when you do that, you, you're, you're now in your own strength. You're now in your own strength, and you're, 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 you really don't have an expectation. You have a wish. Right? I sure wish this would happen. I sure wish that would happen. Because you don't have an expectation anymore. See, we're not wishing. We, our hope is grounded in God. Our, our expectation, why we will wait and be patient, is because we know it's coming. It's, it has to. It, it, it's, it's not that it could not come. That's what we've got to get out of our head. It can't not come. It already came. It, it already came. The only thing it can do is not find us there when it gets here. We need to be where it's coming. Where it's coming is where your expectation started. Where your confidence was. And that's what this verse says. It says, it says that don't, don't do, be like them and depart from the Lord uh, and, and exhort one another. What's he saying? Encourage people not to be like that. Don't get away from God. Don't depart. Just like my mom was doing me. She said, she said I don't, I'm not concerned about the chewing tobacco except for what the relationship, your relationship with God. Ex- encourage somebody. Say, say, you know what? I see where you're going, but God has something so much greater. And, and do just what my coach would have done. Pep talk. 
it's time for a faith pep talk. And you build them up and you get them back where their expectation and their eyes are on the Lord and they see the goodness of God. They're not looking for anything else. If anything else comes, they can't even see it because they're so fixed on looking for the goodness of God. They're looking unto Him. They're looking for Him. And they can't be moved off that. It says exhort one another. It says, but exhort one another daily while it's called today. In other words, while this still remains, while we're here, it's going to take encouragement. It's going to take exhortation. It's going... We need... That's why there's a body of Christ. People that say, well, I'll just watch from home. No. You will not be encouraged from home. Well, but, you know, COVID this, COVID that. You will not be encouraged. You cannot receive the kind of love that the body has from a, from a remote place. We, we are designed by God to be a body, to be together, to be one. And I'm not saying if you don't feel good, don't... don't okay, I can just hear people, well, I just should come whether I feel good or... No. Get well and come back. But get well and come back. And as soon as you're comfortable, come back. Amen? I'm exhorting you. I'm encouraging you. You're, 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 you're separating yourself from God when you only watch church at home. People say, well, I'm getting the Word. Yeah, and, and it's, it's okay. If, if that's what's necessary for a season, okay. Don't make it your lifestyle. Don't make it your lifestyle. Our confidence is a lifestyle. Our faith is... We, we live in this. We breathe in this. We, we have everything that He has through this. It's not a, a momentary thing. Everything... When, when we're talking about seeing the goodness of God, we don't want to see it for a moment and then say, Oh, I saw the goodness of God. I saw the goodness... It's not Groundhog Day. Amen? We want to see it all the time. We want to look, and, and no matter what's going on, we see what God's got planned. We see what God's got going on. And when you're with the body, there should be people here to encourage you, to build you up at all times. People say, well, nobody's doing that for me. Do it for somebody then. I didn't say there's some people in here that are being encouragers and some that are to be encouraged. Everybody is to encourage one another. And that's not even in the notes, so you get it for free. Amen? Exhort one another while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Anything that's not faith is what? Sin. So when we get out of faith, it's, it's very simple for the devil to, to distract us and, and to get us in things that are faithless and to question the care of the Lord. You know, that, that's when people start to questioning the care of the Lord. They say, well, you know, I know I prayed and He ain't doing it. Ah, maybe He didn't love me. Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I'm not good enough. We're, none of us are good enough. We get it anyway. Why? Because He's good. He's good enough for all of us and He put just a little... Put a, he put some of that goodness in you and me and now we're good because of Him. Amen? Glory to God and we're getting gooder. Thank you, Lord. Where was I? Oh, deceitfulness of sin. For we, oh, here we go. We are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence. In other words, 
what you believed about the goodness of God when you started, if you hold to that, if you are unyielding in holding to that, and, and that means not backing off one inch. You know, I, I still look, at, read, look and read Brother Hagin and some of those things where, where I mean, it, 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 he had to, well, he didn't care because he believed. But, you know, if people had pride, which they're not supposed to have, they would care what people think and they would become religious instead of well. Right? When, when we don't receive what God has, so many times we come up with answers that are religious because well didn't happen. So we come up with it. But we could be well instead of religious. Let, let's be well. Right? Well's better than religious. Religious sounds good sometimes, but it's just answers that aren't true. Religion is answers that aren't true. Whew. Glory. We are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast until the end. And he's not saying the end of the world, the end of what you are believing for. The end. What's the end? When you receive it. That's the end. The end of believing for health is healing. That's what it is. Wellness, wholeness, that's the end. The end of prosperity is prosperity. Right? That when, when, when we can go on to the next thing, when we, why? We can continue believing. He didn't say quit believing. Hold fast to your confidence. And you do want to hold fast to the end, to the very end, before you leave this earth. Hold fast to that confidence and that expectation. Be, be waiting all the time. Be a professional waiter. Because it's not the kind of waiting that the, that the universe has made it. It's expectation. You are, on a, you are in an expectation that that's happened. It's happening. You have it. it you've received it. It's yours. Wait. Wait on the Lord. What's he say? Why does he say wait on the Lord? Because he says, don't go another way. Wait on the answer. Don't find an answer. There's too many times where we go and find an answer instead of looking to the answer. Amen? And and these are things that that the Lord wants us to have. And He doesn't withhold them. He's good. Remember, He's good to all. He's good to all. And, And people say, well, it doesn't look good to them. Why? Because they're not trusting Him. But He's good to those who trust Him. He's good to those who don't trust Him. They just can't see it. They can't see when good comes. He's good to all. Amen? One more verse, and I can't remember which one it is, and then we're going to go. We got it right here. It's coming. It's coming. Don't, don't be patient with me. Here we go. There we go. The Lord, Lamentations 3. The Lord's good to all. Remember that? He's good to all. It's not a question of are there bad things going on. There are bad things going on. That's not God. God's good. We, we got to settle that because people, people, we look at we, we we look with human eyes, and we hear with human ears sometimes. It's kind of like reading the book of Job without looking to God. The book the book of Job should only be read through God's eyes. Because if you read it through human eyes, you're going to be confused. Why? Because it's kind of like when somebody comes and tells you a sad story, they hit you in a place where you weren't ready. 
and, and they tell you a sad story, and that's not why you should help people. You should help people because God told you to. Right? You, you should help people because, not because they had a sad story. <laughs> it's just true. Right? Because we want, we want to be the right help. Because somebody could tell you a sad, sad story, you give them exactly what they asked for, which is the worst thing they could have had. Right? Because now they've manipulated what they think is love. And it's not love at all. Because there's only one kind of love, and that's God's love. Amen? Lamentations. Three. The Lord is good unto them that wait for Him. Every person that will wait. That's the same word, wait, that's in Psalm 27, 13, 14. Same word. Those that expect of Him. Those that are hooked to Him. Those that are bound to Him. And that literally it means like twisting together. You're bound to God. You're, you cannot be unbound. Amen? You ever seen those? I had some of these trees. I like them, but they're hibiscus trees. But they twist the roots. They twist them together and then they grow that way. You can't get them apart after they grow that way. Amen? And when we're waiting, it's like we're bound together. That's a binding together and an expectation that can't be stopped. Amen? And as we expect it, He's good to those that wait on Him. Why? Because they see it. Those who wait on Him, they are believing to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Those that wait on Him have strong hearts. They're not fainting. Those that wait on Him receive the goodness of God. They receive healing. They receive restoration. They receive deliverance. They receive those things that, that they've been, that they desired. They've put God first in their life that they've desired Him most and they've hooked themselves to Him in such a way that they cannot be unhooked. They can't be moved and they're standing in expectation until they have what God already gave them. Amen? Glory to God. He's such a good God. He is such a a good God. We want our vision to be clear. We want our ears to be clear to where we hear and we see what He sees, what He's bringing, the goodness. We want to look beyond the problems and the issues and the news and the media and the, and the politics and the people. And, and, you know, because we see people right now and they're, they're distancing themselves from God. We need to say, Lord, You died for them. The goodness of God saved them. We're unwilling for them to go to hell. And we pray for them. Why? Because our expectation is like His when Jesus died. He expected just what He got. Every person that would ever be born the ability to be saved. Anyone who believed, He gave the right to become the Son of God. A Son of God. That should be our expectation. We should be unyielding to what His goodness. We should be unyielding to see anything else. We have blinders on. I can't see the heat. I can't see the problem. I can't see the doctor's report. I can't see the bank report. I can't see the bills. And I'm not saying ignore them. I'm saying look to, the, look to what's going to get rid of them. Look to the answer. Quit looking to the problem. The problem's never fixed anything. It's never fixed anything. The answer fixes all things. Amen? Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What I did...
after I looked into all that, and I told God, show me, show me what I've missed, he said, you've gotten away from the way you used to just study my word. You, you would get in the floor, and you, you would get books out, and, and, and you loved my word. And, and, and you get busy with other things, and that's still needful. Why? Because my confidence came from there. The more, the more I studied, the more my confidence came. And, and, the, and, and the more, that no matter what was going on, I'd say, no, we, 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 we're redeemed from that. No, he's healed us from that. And, and no matter what the problem was, I could always see because I was looking for the goodness of God. I wasn't looking for any other things. And as I saw him, when, when I became inconsistent, my confidence became weak. When I become consistent in reading God's Word as God's Word without any doubt of what it is. I don't, you don't need to understand it. For, for, the, for the heavy thinkers, I'm not a heavy thinker, so me not understanding something, just says, oh, I just don't understand that yet. And that's great, you know, because there's been so many things I didn't understand that later God showed me. I'm so thankful. But why? Because I was willing to say, I just don't understand that. Right? Pride says, well, I've got to understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. You will. Grow up and you can drive the car. But not till we grow up. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's pray a prayer tonight together. I want, I'm, I want to be that person that every day, every place I look, I'm looking to see the goodness of God. I'm finding the good in everything that's going on. Not, the, not just the good. You know, people say, uh, do random act of kindness. I don't want to do a random act of kindness. I want to do a directed act of kindness. A directed act of the kindness of God that has true power to do something. Right? I don't, I don't want to just love willy-nilly. I want to take that love and direct it exactly where God said. I love everybody, but I want that love to be directed exactly where God wants it, to do exactly what God wants it to do at that moment, in that time, because I could see what He saw. Amen? And we see people like that. We don't see throwaways. We don't see somebody going the wrong way. We don't know how to help them. We do know how to help them. We just got to believe for them to want to be helped. And we can see that the goodness of God is right there for them. And we can pray that the blinders be off. And they reach out and they grab it. Amen? Close your eyes. Put your hands on your chest. Pray this with me. Father God, I know you are good. And everything you're doing is good. And your love for me is true and it's big your love for everyone is truth it's real and your word is priceless and Lord I ask forgive me where I've gotten distracted pulled away backed off from the things you have me doing Forgive me and help me to see and recognize the distractions of the enemy, the the ways he would have me go. When I trust the flesh, arrest me. Help me to recognize the wiles of the enemy. 
Lord, I ask that I see you every day. That I see through your eyes and that I look for the goodness of God in the land of the living in every place that you put me. I pray that I react, that I hear, that I move according to that goodness. I pray that I expect in my own life, according to your goodness, health, life, wisdom, joy, peace, ability, love, Lord, I expect by faith, and I am confident that I will see your goodness here and now, every day of my life. Lord, I pray that in my body, your goodness have free reign. Healing happen from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, anything that should not be there, it needs to be, it must be removed. It cannot stay. I don't see it as part of me. I see you and you see me whole. I see what you see in me. I call myself healed, whole, by the blood of Jesus, by the stripes on His back. He's purchased my healing. He purchased my wholeness, my salvation. And I see me healed. Father, You're a good God. And I know You are. And from this day forward, I ask, help us as a body to work together towards Your goodness in expectation of good in our lives, in the church, in the body of Christ, and as we go out of here, that we would represent Your goodness to the world And offer people that repentance that that goodness draws. And I thank You for using me in Jesus' name. Amen. You got a song?